What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of OT Takes, Overtime Takes, whatever you want to call it. Once again, me and ZG, back at it. What's up, man? Man, it is a great day to do a college football podcast. It is. It's always a great day to do a college football podcast when you're in November. Especially this week. <laughs> yes. So you've got some beef with a certain college football team. So we can we can start there, and then we, we can move on. Yeah, I got a bunch of beef, I guess. It was a week full of beef. It was. Yeah, man. Uh, let, let, everybody knows where I'm going. Actually, they might not be. They might. People might be thinking that I'm going to talk about Arkansas here, but I'm not. I am going straight to the jugular uh, at Notre Dame. I don't blame you. I mean, they're. I'll, I'll let you go first, and then because I think I think I like Notre Dame a little bit more than you do, which is okay, which is weird because I usually don't like Notre Dame, but I'll, I'll I'll let you go first. Now, I just want to preface this by saying, I live in an area where you're either like a Ohio State fan when it comes to college football, and I went to a Catholic high school, went to Catholic school when I was younger, and there's a large population of Notre Dame fans from where I'm from. So, you know how it goes. Like, if you're from a city or you're from a uh, – like, it's kind of like my thing with Arkansas. Like, I never I never understood Arkansas football. I never got it. So, I just hated everything about their fans. That's kind of how I am with Notre Dame. I don't like their fans. I think they're the, I think they're the worst fans in college football. I think they're delusional. I think that they have uh, a complex that, uh, of eliteness that it just isn't there. Um, I think Notre Dame fans are unrealistic. I think they overvalue their head coach. I don't think they've had a good quarterback in years. And, yeah, so that's that's it on the fans. Now, Notre Dame is a third-level team in college football. Third. I'm putting them – I'm putting Florida, wow. Auburn, all those teams that you would generally think of ahead of them. Notre Dame <laughs> never Auburn. wins big games. Notre Dame never wins big games. The one big game that we can remember was because it was two weeks ago against a team that was depleted on the defensive side of the ball and the probably the first or second quarterback taken in the draft was out. We have got to stop yes. thinking that Notre Dame is something they're not. Notre Dame fans, this is a PSA to you. You guys do not win big games. Let me, Jonathan, did you think they heard me? Notre Dame does not win big games. They just don't. You look down the list. They haven't won a BCS Bowl when the BCS was around. They haven't won a big-time bowl game since who knows. You know. So when we start talking about Notre Dame, we have to start talking about them as, as, an, as a Cinderella-type team right now. Like They, they don't belong. They are, they are the outcasts of college football elite. They do not belong. And I'm sick and tired of hearing about how good Notre Dame is this year. They're the same team they've always been. They're the same team they yes, always been. They I beat agree. up on they beat up on everybody, and they snuck up and caught a depleted Clemson team. I guarantee you, when they play another big game, which will probably be maybe North Carolina, Clemson. I think I think they could lose to North Carolina as easy as anybody else could lose to North Carolina. As easy as Virginia Tech could lose to to North Carolina. Like it's definitely a possibility. So if they don't lose to North Carolina, they're going to get run off the field by Clemson. And, and then their bowl game, they're going to lose. They're going to play another good team, and they're going to lose. It's how it always goes, this this narrative throughout the, the middle of the season that Notre Dame is this, Notre Dame is that. It's just not true. They're bad. And in and, and perspective, I want to say bad in terms of, of being what Notre Dame fans think they are. They're, no, they're nowhere close. Yeah, they don't, they don't meet the expectation of, of Notre Dame fans at all. And they're nowhere close. Look, we need to talk about how hard it is to win at Notre Dame, right? Because, you know, they have all this history and stuff, and I think that's why we associate them with being, you know, a college football elite. But you're in the middle of no, like you're in Indiana, and like, look, I've never been to Indiana, but from what I've heard, there's not much out there unless you're in Indianapolis. Is that is that fair to say? I've never been there, and you're you're from that area. I mean, generally Ohio, speaking, but. generally speaking, yes. I mean, I've I've spent time in Indiana. Uh, generally speaking, yeah, it's, it's flyover country. Like, there's a couple big cities, okay, and so, the rest is nothing. So it's not a place that it's it's not like going to playing at you know the University of Miami, where you're in Miami, Florida, and there's stuff to do. And like, who wouldn't want to live in Miami? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's a great place to live. Like, I don't know if, if I don't know if Notre Dame's like that. I doubt it. 
right? And then it's it's more of an academic school in terms of like the GPA that you have to have to get, to get in and things like that. So just recruiting there is hard. You put that on top of Indiana doesn't exactly produce fantastic high school football players, right? Couple that with the fact that you have to compete against Indiana now, who looks like they're going to be pretty formidable in football for years to for a, a few more years if they can keep this up. You got to compete with Ohio State, who can definitely go into Indiana and recruit if there's good players over there. If Michigan hires Hugh Freeze, then maybe in a couple of years you have to deal with Michigan as well. So like, it is a tough place to win, and I like Brian Kelly more than most people because I think Notre Dame is a hard place to win. And you're right, they don't play anybody, but you know the ability to win nine or ten games and to keep you know college college college-aged athletes focused week in and week out when you know that you're about to roll somebody. I think that's hard to do. And look, like you're right, uh, Lawrence wasn't there. They had several guys on, on their defensive line missing, their which best obviously, I, yes, exactly. And so factor all that in. They still won in overtime, so I'm with you. I do think that they're overrated, but at the same time, I think. I think you're more down on them than I am. Like, I think that... Okay, let, let me ask you a question. Where Where's, like, the cutoff in terms of teams that you think Notre Dame can beat, right? So, look, like, they're, they're not better than Alabama. They're not better than Clemson when they're healthy. They're not better than, than Ohio State. They're not better than Florida or A&M. So, like, where do you kind of cut, cut it off at? They're not better than Wisconsin. They're not better than Oregon. They're not better than, than Cincinnati. They're not. I mean, there's a list of teams, like a big list. I think they beat Texas. I think, or I think Agreed. Texas beats them. Actually, I oh, think wow. Texas beats them. I think Georgia runs them off the field. I oh mean, yeah, Georgia would roll them. The Oklahoma runs them off the field. Like, th- like yes. There's just there. Texas A&M rolls them off the field. Like, there's just so many teams that are better than them, and and they're they are the. The they they're lucky because of the the name you know Notre Dame like we hear Notre Dame we think like Rudy and stuff like that it's just it's ridiculous to me that that the expectations uh, are what they are and and people genuinely genuinely believe that's that's who they are and they've never been that at least as long yeah. as I've been alive they have been frauds yeah they haven't been good since since the the fifties <laughs> like I mean maybe not that far back but you know what I mean. They're the Lou definition Holtz was of frauds. the last good coach that they had. Yes, they're they're the yeah. definition of frauds. They are the most fraudulent team in college football, and it's not even close. And, and I just think it's not. I think we have to we have to really have a conversation about that because I'm so sick of that. And they benefit from being ranked preseason high because of their name, and then they beat up on teams like Boston College, who I thought. <laughs> Who I thought played a pretty good game uh, with, yeah, with less did. talent and, and less in the, like less stability with a first year guy and Jeff Halfway there. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Boston College is a top four team in the ACC in a couple years. I think they're I think they're building wow. something really great. Um, but but ACC no, update. I, I just I just I just can't get over it, man. It just bothers me to no end, and it really doesn't bother me. Until like at the beginning of the year, I hear about Notre Dame. Whatever, like I get it. Like they're they're ranked in the top ten, top fifteen, probably. But when it gets around this time, and it and their record looks pretty good, and and they either have one loss or they're undefeated, right? Like they are right now. I just start to get irked because it's like no one brings up the fact that they can't win big games, and it, it just bothers me. And I think you can tell it bothers me. And it it actually is. It's almost personal. <laughs> Like I almost am like personally offended at the fact that people think Notre Dame is legit. Yeah. Do you, Do you know who who we are today? Who? We're Arby's because we have the beef. <laughs> yeah. People sleep on Arby's. Arby's Arby's is pretty good. You, if, I'm gonna be honest. It's I solid. like Arby's. It's solid. I haven't had it in a long time. That's like when I was a kid. My mom she used to take us there. So yeah, it's solid. It's it's not bad. But yeah, I mean. That's my thing on Notre Dame. I just, I just can't, I can't wrap my head around it. I know I'll have some people that agree. I'll have some people that disagree. Um, but just go, just go back, and I challenge you to just go look back and see um, their games against teams that are that are considered good and and big bowl okay. games and and big games where where they just didn't show up and they got crushed and and I don't mean losing by like you know a last second field goal. I mean absolutely roll. So yeah. yeah, yeah. So 
before we get into into some other stuff, let's quickly talk about South Carolina firing Will Muschamp. Saw it coming. I'm honestly not intrigued at all as to who they're going to go get. You know, their number one guy right now is Hugh Freeze, and everybody who has a head coaching vacancy at the end of the year, Hugh Freeze will be their top guy. He's not going to South Carolina. I think South Carolina is one of the worst jobs in the country just because the schedule's tough. You're playing Florida, Georgia, and Clemson every year. On top of that, you have to compete against Clemson in recruiting. And South Carolina is not one of these premier high school football states. And so in order for you to recruit well and build a good team, you have to go into Georgia and Alabama and Florida. And when you go to those three states, you have to compete against Georgia, Alabama, and Florida. And so it's it's a tough place to recruit. I mean, you're like, they, you got four of the top 10 teams in the country right around you that you're competing against in terms of regional recruiting. So, going to places like that and trying to build a program is just really hard right now. Yeah, I just think the ascension of Clemson has totally made uh, that program irrelevant um, with yep. teams all around the Carolinas. You know, North Carolina's got Mac Brown, they're building something. Obviously, we have the Clemson juggernaut. I just think. I think before the the Clemson ascension, I thought South Carolina was pretty interesting. You know, they had they, they were they would consistently have some really good players, and I just think now I think time has passed, and I just think right now, I mean, I think they're completely irrelevant um, in terms of the college football landscape. I would compare them yeah, to like Washington State, like that's the level that I view South Carolina on. Like, yeah, I'm with you. So I, I agree with that. I mean, so whoever the they get for me, whoever they get, go, go I ahead. mean. Regardless, they they have a big job ahead of them. I don't think you're gonna lure in somebody um, that has any any interest from any other schools. I think that coach picks <laughs> a plethora of other schools before they pick South Carolina. I mean, that's right. I think you got to, in my opinion, you got to get a coordinator, a young coordinator um, that's getting his first head coaching and get job. lucky. Yeah, and just see where it takes you. So. The interesting thing for me here is Will Muschamp is a great defensive coach. And so my speculation is where is he going to end up? Because he's going to be a defensive coordinator somewhere. And part of me is like he could go back to Alabama. But Alabama's defensive coordinator is pretty new. I don't see him leaving unless he gets offered a job, right? Kirby Smart, I know and him are good friends, but I like Georgia's D.C. I don't think he's leaving. But there is a team in the SEC who needs a defensive coordinator really, really badly because they're horrendous on defense. And that is Ole Miss. And Lane Kiffin and Will Muschamp are good friends. So I would love, as a college football fan, not, not, as, not, as, not as a Hog fan, I would love to see Will Muschamp go down to Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin just be like, take the defense. Because let's be honest, Lane Kiffin doesn't care about defense. Like he, like if it was up to Lane Kiffin, he would just worry about his offense and not really have to worry too too much about the defense. And with a guy like Will Muschamp, he could do that. And Will Muschamp, he can recruit the uh, defensive side of the ball. You know, South Carolina has had a great secondary ever since he's shown up. So he's gonna be able to get guys to Ole Miss. And if he goes to Ole Miss, I would be worried about Ole Miss for these in a few years. Yeah, I agree with you. I I, I think that would be a a good fit. But, I mean, Will Muschamp's going to find his, his footing somewhere. Um, I mean, especially in that conference, they seem to recycle guys through head coaches and coordinators. And, yeah, he'll find his way. I think it's interesting to think about Ole Miss. I don't know how much of a needle mover Will Muschamp is as a defensive coordinator for Ole Miss. He's um, good, man. I know, but I just don't – I don't know if they'll have the defensive talent to even – for it to, like, matter in, the, in terms of competing in the SEC for – for whatever they want to compete. I don't really I, – I don't understand yeah. the goals of SEC teams that aren't, like, the the top tier. Alabama. Top, you know? Like, I get, I get yeah. the – like, there's just a lot of SEC teams. Like, even Kentucky, I see the direction they're heading. And then there's teams like, like Ole Miss. I mean, the jury's still out. But, like, teams like that, that it's like, I, I really don't see where you go from here. So, I mean, yeah, he, he could be a good fit there. Uh, the expectations for for him going and, and changing a program on the defensive side of the ball pretty low for me to be honest because I think offenses are just too good now. So I, I don't know how much I, I would value. I don't know how much I would value like as far as the the needle moving uh, hiring Will Muschamp on the defensive side of the ball. Do I think it? Do I think it could help Ole Miss um, get better on that side? Absolutely, but but how much better? And does it really matter? Yeah, that's fair. Well, I think that. I think defensive coordinators are a little more 
important than what you're saying because I think that, like, I'm, I'm going to talk about Arkansas here for a sec. Like, Barry Odom has made a huge impact They just for got Arkansas, torched for 63, and, Jonathan. Well, Sam Pittman wasn't there. So, Odom's ideas were split, and they don't have the guys. Like, we're going to get into that here in a minute. Arkansas just doesn't have the guys to compete. And at the end of the day, like, I think we agree on this. It's about having the dudes to win, you know? And that's Arkansas's 100%. biggest problem right now. They they really they really need to recruit better, which I think Sam Pittman's going to be able to do that. Barry Odom's going to be able to do that. Um, so I, I think I think they'll in in a couple of years I think you'll really kind of see it move the needle. And that's the thing with Will Muschamp, like he's recruited the defensive side of the ball really really well. So I, that's where I think he could really kind of help move the needle for Ole Miss is getting those you know higher end defensive guys. And that that could be that could be true. It's just. With guys like that, the, the 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 names with no substance kind of guys, that's how I feel about Will Muschamp for to a certain extent. I just yeah, and that's totally like fair, a, especially like a prove it yeah. thing. Yeah, well, I think that part of that is just because you look at his record as a head coach and it's bad. You know, like he was at Florida going six and six because he just doesn't know how to coach the offensive side of the ball. But I think that you know when you look at the numbers. I haven't, I haven't d- d- dove into them too, too deep, but it's evident that this dude knows how to how to coach the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, and I, I like I think we're I think we're agreeing, uh, just going down different paths. You know, I just think yes, we have a different way of so. doing the same thing. Do I think it? Do yeah. I think it helps a program if he gets signed as defensive coordinator? Absolutely, one hundred percent. But how much? That's uh, like. I, I I guess that I I guess that I just don't see a path for teams like 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 Ole Miss in the SEC. Now, if you said okay, he's gonna yeah. go to if he's gonna if he's gonna go coach defense at Texas A and M or somewhere like that, like then then it's a different conversation. But I don't think that would happen. That's fair. That's fair. So do do we want to move into the uh, the other thing? I'll, I'll let you go first if we're ready to move on to it. Yeah, you actually. Why don't you just Why don't you just go go through what happened, and then we'll go from there. Okay. Like, just break break it down for us. So, if you follow me on Twitter, which if you don't, you should, because we we had a lot of fun over the weekend. We, we did. did. So, I was watching the the hog game, and there's As this guy I, for Arkansas, which yeah, is pretty crazy. That's... I I actually had to tune in because uh, they're actually like a football formidable. Team. Yeah. So, I'm watching the Hog game, and if you haven't seen Arkansas play, there's a corner by the name of Hudson Clark. And Hudson Clark is a walk-on from from Texas, okay? And the guy had a fantastic game earlier in the season against Ole Miss, had three picks, and then the Hudson, Hudson Clark hype train began. And Hudson Clark has not been very good since, okay? Especially in man coverage. You know, like, whenever we play man... The ball is thrown his way because he just struggles to play man to man. You know, like when he gets to drop back, you know, we're playing cover three and he's got, you know, the deep third of the field and he's able to play zone, you know, he's fine, right? Like he's fine there. But especially in terms of playing man to man, he really struggles. And when you watch Arkansas play, it's evident that teams scheme around to pick on Hudson Clark and look like they should. Like he's he's a walk on. Hashtag we need more four stars and less walk ons. And so I, I, I made that. I made that evident on Twitter. I, I said that Hudson Clark shouldn't be on scholarship next year because he shouldn't, okay? Like, if Arkansas's better defensive backs hadn't have opted out for the season, Hudson Clark would probably be the nickelback, right? Because, like I said, I don't think he's terrible. I just don't think he should be on scholarship. And I think if you watch him play, I feel like that's a pretty obvious thing. And one of his buddies from from Arkansas saw what I said and got a little upset. From where? Where are they from? What are they called? Red? Red what? Red Red Cup News. Red Cup oh, News, I think. So, yeah, something like that. Them. Yeah, that's why I had to ask. <laughs> yeah, so we went back and forth for a little bit. Uh, shout out to Jackson Murphy's, by the way, if he's listening to this. He he, he came to my defense as well. It was really nice of him. Um, yeah, so he, Josh Teeter, I believe is the guy's name. And uh, he, he's deleted all Who? of his tweets, I believe, or at least most of them. Josh Who? Teeter. Oh. Who? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, and so, yeah. So, I'll are you going ZZ or you want me to keep going? I can keep going if I need to. 
No, it's just, it, it was one of those things where uh, Jonathan tweeted that, and make no mistake about it, Jonathan is not in anywhere near the athletic department at Arkansas. He has no say over scholarship allocation, schemes, like anything. Like, Jonathan's a, a media personality, and he had an opinion on, on, a, on a player, which I tend to agree with on him. I'm not really sure what their their like personnel is right now. I don't, I'm not familiar with their secondary, but based off what I saw, dude was just getting torched, like straight up. And, and I think he made an observation as a media person. And those guys over there, they, they were, they were pandering. They, they, they know this dude, like that's their whole thing. Like, Oh, I know this guy that, that had a good game one time. Like that was their whole shtick. Like the the if you go to their Twitter, I don't encourage it. It's just like the the one thing they the one thing I saw was them just interviewing drunk students. I could do that next Saturday at a, like at at a tailgate anywhere. Like, and they got their they got their feelings hurt that Jonathan said something, and then tried to take a shot at our podcast. And like, whatever took, you took you a shot at to, me. Yeah, t- took a shot at, at you, took a shot at our podcast, and I just kind of felt like I was just sitting there watching the end of the college football games, and I was just kind of like, like, who are you? Like, what do you, what do you, what do you do? Like, who are you to say anything uh, about like two guys? Like, I know this is what you want to do, but this isn't your main, your main concern right now, right? Like, this is just something me and you do because we enjoy it, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, you yeah. have you have bigger things, bigger fish to fry in the media game uh, right now. So uh, for you to to, to claim that you're something like you're whatever organization or media thing you're a part of is, is something to punch down at a, at a podcast like ours is just kind of like, that's some host stuff. Like, excuse my language. Like, that's just something like, you know, like I just, I just had time yeah. that time that day and, and I decided to say how I felt. And when we got into it, yeah. It was just a bunch of uh, of this dude just bragging about himself, about all his accomplishments, and talking about like stuff that he really doesn't know anything about. Like he just knows this dude. He got mad, and, and I had something to say about it. And I wish yeah. you could go back and read it, but scary scaredy cat deleted all his tweets, and, and so now it just looks like I was talking to myself. But but trust me, I had some clapbacks. <laughs> yeah, you did. It was it was impressive. Um, so I, I want to talk a little bit more about, about Hudson Clark. So one of the, the big thing for me that kind of upset me about, about the altercation is like, if you want to attack my take, fine, whatever. But the whole, that's why you don't play a Henderson state thing anymore is annoying. You know, um, I didn't see that. I don't talk about, yeah, that's the first thing he said to me. He was like, he's like, I'm going to say it. There's a reason why you don't play Henderson anymore. And, and then he so changed I don't, the I don't talk about. You said what? Oh yeah, the, no. So the Josh guy said something about me not playing, and then his friend or whatever said said the podcast thing. So <laughs> I don't talk. I, I don't talk that. about my yeah. I, that's what that's what Murphy responded to him for. So I don't talk about my playing career very often because it usually just doesn't apply. But here it does. So I'm talking about it a little bit. So I walked on at Henderson, um, tore my labrum this last year. I'm gonna graduate, so I just decided to hang it up and kind of focus on you know graduating and, and things like that and, and internships and stuff like that. So, him attacking something he didn't really know anything about, not cool. And then, I want to say this about Hudson Clark. So, I want Hudson Clark to play well. Like, I'm an Arkansas fan, so obviously I want him to play well. But deeper than that, being a walk-on and, like, knowing what it's like, I want him to succeed and play really, really well. Especially, like, when I heard his story, because I feel like it's very, very similar to mine. And just, he emailed hundreds of college of college football head coaches around the country and I did the exact same thing like when I tell you I sent them all over the place ZG I sent them to Michigan and California and Oregon and basically every state okay all over the place and it's like I want him to play well because I understand that but at the same time I also understand that when you're a walk-on you're just not as good okay and not not to say that you aren't good enough to play at that level because look like you don't just get lucky and have three picks in a game like that just doesn't happen, right? And you know this is, you know this is going to be a little bit more of a baseball analogy here, but you know ZG, you you've seen me play, and I think it'd be fair to say that I could have played, right? But at the same time, Coach Hooten 
He didn't want me out there. He wanted a guy like you out there who's going to hit, you know, 10 home runs in a season and is going to hit 350 instead of a guy like me who's going to hit like 275 and maybe get one out if I get lucky. Like, you know what I mean? And so I'm not saying Hudson Clark can't play. I'm just saying that we need better players, right? And there's going to be guys in the transfer portal who are better than Hudson Clark. And we need to use that scholarship on a guy like that. No, I I mean everything you said is spot on and the like the fact that that those guys couldn't that even took a shot like that like for for really really no reason like like and not understanding what's going on and not and taking it personal was just kind of like like what are you doing and and yes you're right about the yeah. the talent accumulation thing of course like but I don't really know anything about Hudson Clark. I, I I think he did have that one good game. I remember that. And then I watched him get torched. And uh, on the most simple level, you are a media guy. And when you have an opinion on something, it is your right as that media person to express that opinion and, and not really care about whose feelings you hurt. And in all honesty, do you think Hudson Clark really cared that you said something about him? Do you think no. he cares about your opinion? Or do you think he cares about he the opinion of his coaches, his defensive coordinator, his defensive backs coach? You know, that's whose opinion yes, he cares exactly. about. And the, exactly. the story is very similar, and you do understand what it's like being a walk-on, and I don't care what level you're at. You understand that. And you were just saying what you thought, and they decided that they, they were going to turn it into something uh, that it didn't need to be. And to those two people, if whoever they were, I forget your names because you're 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 worthless to me in my life. Um, just like go ahead and shut it down, bro. Like it, like you lost on Twitter. Like you lost. Like even even saying what you said, you lost. Like you just look bad. And I know you're you're trying to break it down in in terms of football, but I'm not. Like those guys are chumps to me. Like I don't respect them. I don't respect what they do. Um, I don't respect them saying that to you. I don't respect that them saying that about our podcast. I straight up just don't respect them. Um, and, and that's the bottom line for me, Jonathan. Hey, I feel you. I feel you. So we good? Do we, do we want to move on to this next weekend? or? Yeah, and sorry sorry for that. It might not have been on, on what you were saying. I just had to say that because honestly, oh, no, you're that's good. how I Yeah, you're good. That's how I felt about the whole situation, and I appreciate I appreciate the people that, that reached out to me and, and and called them clowns too, and and all that, and you know, at the end of the day, we get on here every Wednesday and we just want to have fun. I did not want to I did not want to bring that up, but I did kind of. Don't tell anyone, but I did want to bring it up <laughs> a little bit, but but it's just yeah. one of those things where like I wasn't looking for that. It it just like. They decided to, to come at us, and, and that's what it was. And this will be the last time I talk about it unless unless they do some, some stuff like they did last weekend, which I don't expect. Um, we kind of shut that down. So, yeah, that's all I got on it. Yeah. Cool. So mo- moving into this next weekend, I think there's three big games, right, that, that, that we're going to look at. At least there's three that, that I consider big, quote-unquote. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So the big one, obviously, is Indiana and Ohio State. So Ohio State's a 20-and-a-half-point favorite. Yes. What are your thoughts on that? I think they cover. Um, I really. Some, I yeah. I think. I really think that that the Maryland game getting canceled was a blessing in disguise. Um, I think they hit the reset button, uh, especially on the defensive side of the ball. I think their their players that are supposed to be players kind of just got a reset. I mean, you know how hectic everything's been for them. No bye weeks. No no like no training camp really like. I think for Ohio State, it was really good for them to just kind of have a full week of practice uh, without having to worry about playing a game. And I think they come out and I think they win. I think they win by at least three touchdowns. I'm looking maybe four. Um, so yeah, I, wow. Yeah, I just don't think Indiana has the firepower um, to compete with a focused and and like re rededicated Ohio State team. Yeah. So I, I really hope you're wrong. Not in the I, I don't care who wins. I just want a good game. <laughs> like that is really all I want. You know, I would love it if, you know, Indiana loses by like a last second field goal or like or something like that, you know, just cuz I don't think the Wisconsin Northwestern game is going to be close. I don't think Oklahoma State Oklahoma is going to be close. So like I would like to see, you know, Indiana push Ohio State a little bit. And 
I think that when when we look at all these other conferences, like the SEC has three really good teams. The SEC, the SEC, the ACC has two two really good teams. Who cares about who cares about the the Big Twelve or the Pac Twelve? But like the Big Ten, like it's just Ohio State. It feels like you know. So I would like to see just another team that's at least able to like push Ohio State a little bit. You know. Well, there's three Big Ten teams in the top ten. That's right. Wisconsin's good. We'll have to wait. But then again, like I've only seen Wisconsin play two games, and I feel like anytime you have a young quarterback. Things can go wrong, especially early. You know, like like this is going to be game three this weekend, and you know I haven't seen Northwestern play much, but they look like a normal Northwestern team. They're just going to play good defense and be okay offensively. They have an improved and, offense, a definitely improved offense. I, I I don't think they're. We'll get to that game, but yeah. So I just I I'd, I'd like to see because like Penn State isn't going to push Ohio State, or they didn't. They already played. Michigan's not going to. So I, who else do y'all play? Or is like I mean, I mean y'all only playing seven games this Michigan year? State. Yeah, like those teams like, aren't, aren't really going to push. There's off. not going to be any team on the schedule. I thought I thought they might have been in trouble um, against Maryland, but I, I I really I really think they they put the beat down on Indiana. Um, I think Indiana's a little bit of frauds um, in terms of like okay. where they at in the rankings. Yeah. I just think Agreed. they've. I think they've been the beneficiary of bad quarterback play uh, with the teams they played, and I think they've gotten they've gotten some situation. I mean, let's be honest, Penn State outplayed them. Um, if it yes, wasn't for did. the mistakes that Penn State made, um, I mean, we'd be looking at a different game, and I mean, a, a totally different game. But you know, Penn State's yeah. not very good. Um, they obviously don't know how to finish games. They haven't won a game yet. Like, so besides that. They've they've played Michigan State and gosh Michigan State's terrible. I don't know how they beat Michigan, and I don't like, either. It's just it's just I feel like I feel like it's all like like smoke and mirrors with Indiana, and I think they get exposed, especially playing in Columbus um, after like after a really solid week of practice from everything Ryan Day was saying. Um, I think like I don't even think it's close, and I think it's going to be a wake up call for the rest of the country, and people are going to be like. Damn, Ohio State's good. Um, so yeah, outside. Yeah. What do you so got? I'm, for a I'm score with on you that? on the fraud thing. Oh man, I, I thought I thought we were gonna do those at the end. We can just do okay, all three wait. or four at once. So here's my thing with Indiana. I think you're right on the fraud thing. If you look at their the teams that they've beaten, they've combined for a whopping two wins. Right. So they haven't really played anybody tough yet, and this is. One of the problems that I have with college football and the way they and the way that they rank people. So when they go back and you look at the season, they're gonna be like, "Oh, Indiana beat what? What was Penn State ranked when they beat them? Like, they're they're ninth. in the top fifteen, weren't they? Ninth. They're gonna be like, "Oh, they beat the ninth ranked ninth ranked team in the country. No, they didn't. They beat a team that's unranked because they're zero and four right now. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so that's, that's what a problem I've always had this. with college football. Exactly. Yeah. And like, honestly, as Penn State. As it became obvious that Penn State wasn't as good, Indiana should have dropped in the rankings because the team that they beat clearly isn't that good. Yeah, and it's not like it's not like they beat them by thirty. You know, they beat them in overtime. Yeah, and they got out gained oh, two by point conversion. Like, they got out gained by like two hundred and fifty yards. Like, yeah, by, exactly. by all metrics, besides turnovers and the score, which I know sounds dumb, but there's got to be some nuance and, and stuff like that. Like, yeah, yeah, like I. I have some. I have, like. There's got to be some nuance. They Penn State, for the most part, outplayed them, and even even yeah, the last did. play of the game is questionable. Like, it, I don't even know why. Like, Penn State is zero and four. If they win that game, is their season different? Maybe, but like, I, I think Indiana's Indiana's going to be the fourth or fifth best team in the Big Ten from years to come. I just don't think they can play with Ohio State. I don't think any team outside of Wisconsin, either. outside of Wisconsin, kinda. Can play with Ohio State. Yeah, yeah, I, I feel that. So, okay, uh, do we want to move to Wisconsin and Northwestern since we've kind of hinted at them a little bit? Yeah, we can do that. I have, I have interesting like feelings about this game. I just, I think Graham Mertz is the real deal. I really do. Um, but I also think, I also think Northwestern is is improved, and I think they're at home. I think they can. They could give them a game. Do I think they'll? Do I think they'll necessarily win? Maybe not. Um, but I think they. 
I think they poke holes in Wisconsin more than Illinois and Michigan did. I think we see I yeah. think we see some flaws in, in Wisconsin that we haven't necessarily seen before. And I think Northwestern scores more than we think they will. Um, because Peyton Ramsey is a veteran. He is a Big Ten guy. He transferred from Indiana. Like he, he knows the Big Ten. He knows what teams are about. Do I think do I think Wisconsin uh, in the same right could could beat them by thirty? Yes, but um, I'm just intrigued to see what Northwestern has on the offensive side of the ball. I think I think Peyton Ramsey is not a name you you know necessarily, but it's it's a guy, especially in the Big Ten, that could that could create some some issues for Wisconsin. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. So l- let me ask you this: Wisconsin is a seven and a half point favorite. Do they cover? If in my opinion, I think they cover. Um, I, I think they do pretty little, easily. There's also that little birdie in the back of my head saying, "Well, not so fast." You know, maybe, maybe we're undervaluing. Right, yeah, maybe we're undervaluing <laughs> Northwestern a tad, and maybe we, and that that's why they play the game, right? But uh, if I had to, yeah. if I had to bet, I would say Wisconsin covers that, and you're probably right, probably pretty easily. Um, yeah, I, I just I, think I, I really intrigued. like Wisconsin. I just yeah, think I'm intrigued good, by what Northwestern's bringing. We need that. I don't, I don't really know what they are. I don't think I know what any Big Ten team is. Fully. Outside of Ohio State. Even them, I'm not sure. Um, uh, on the defensive side of the ball, I mean, uh, offensively, they might be the best offense in the country. But defensively, I don't know. Like, there's just so many question marks in that conference. I'm very intrigued to see um, that matchup. Uh, do, I think, do I think Wisconsin – um, has a chance to make the playoff if if things shake the right way. Yes. Do I think they they also could lay an egg this week? Yes. But if I if I had to bet, Wisconsin covers. Yeah, I I think they're gonna handle them, man. I just I haven't look. They've only played two games, and so I don't want to jump on the bandwagon too too quick. But I That's really like at. Wisconsin. <laughs> I think I think they're gonna roll, man. Like three th- three scores, and I do want to say. Like every three or four years, Northwestern has a team that's really good, and this is just that you know third or fourth year. And it's like I see what you're saying. Like, could they sneak up on them? Yeah, but Wisconsin hasn't played. Well, I mean, I, I guess they played last week, so never mind. But I don't know. I I really like Wisconsin. I, I think they roll. And yeah, I'm with you. I think they're the the second best team in the in the Big Ten. Yeah. So we'll see. Big Ten football. That's all I'll say. Okay, <laughs> so Oklahoma State, Oklahoma is the third game that I had that I guess we can look at. I think Oklahoma is going to absolutely run Oklahoma State out of the building. I just cannot believe that we had a conversation that involved us saying Oklahoma State had a shot to be number four. It's just it's embarrassing, Jonathan, that we do a college football podcast and we thought that for a second. Why are you bringing it up? <laughs> I just. I have to be honest with our listeners and to myself and to you and to the Overtime Takes podcast. I just cannot believe that we actually had that conversation. It's so sad. It well, makes me it makes me not want to like it makes me not want to talk about it like college football. That's how bad it was. See, here here's what it was. We saw a Big 12 team that actually played defense and we were like, "Oh, that's different. I like different." They're the fourth best team in the country. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's brutal. That's that's one of that's and that's one of our worst. And that's okay. We'll take that. Yeah, Oklahoma. Oklahoma rolls, dude. Like uh, Oklahoma beats. They figured off. it out, man. You know they they dropped those two games early, and people have just kind of forgotten about Oklahoma, which is a really weird statement. But Spencer Rattler, he's figured it out. Pro Football Focus has him ranked as the has him the third highest rated quarterback in the country. So he's kind of he's figured it out. Lincoln Riley's maybe the best offensive mind. I think he's the best offensive mind in the country. And so I like Oklahoma. This is this could get ugly, honestly. But at the same time, like I do like Oklahoma Don't State. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do I'm, it. I'm I'm not gonna pick him. I, I like I like Oklahoma to win handily, but it's kind of like like you kind of expect Wisconsin to handle Northwestern. But there's like that thing in the back of your mind where it's like I don't know, like Northwestern could, could sneak up on him. I think it's the same thing here for me. Like I'm expecting Oklahoma to win by two or three touchdowns, but wouldn't be surprised in the slightest if, if Oklahoma State beat them because like it, it is a, a rivalry game and teams get up for those. This is like the classic Oklahoma State thing where they could come out and beat Oklahoma and then the next week lose to like Kansas. Like 
Like you, like you buy, you buy all stock on Oklahoma state after beating a good team. And then they lose to like Kansas at home. Like that's classic Oklahoma state. It is Mike Gundy, baby. Gosh, what a, what an anomaly that team is. I mean, I don't know why I like, I don't know if I expect them to be good or just like maybe the bare minimum of just beating who you're supposed to beat, but they, they yeah. just absolutely shock me. Every season. <laughs> oh man! So okay, can we talk about the Arkansas game? Who do they play? They play LSU. It's it's the battle of the boot. Oh, that game sounds terrible. So I like Arkansas to win handily. So Arkansas opened as a three point favorite, but since it has moved five and a half points, and LSU is a two and a half point favorite. Which five and a half points, man? That is a that's a lot of movement, and dude, I think Arkansas rolls LSU. Like, I think they're gonna absolutely crush them. So LSU has the second worst pass defense among Power Five schools. They're one hundred and twenty third in the nation when it comes to pass defense. This is DBU we're talking about here. Okay, it's been terrible. Arkansas's offense has come a long way from the start of the season. I think we saw that last week. And the only thing is, um, crap, I'm blanking on his name. One of Arkansas's better receivers, he, he tore his ACL this last week, so he's done for the year, which sucks. But that means Trey Knox gets to play. And I I'm big on Trey Knox. He's a big receiver who should be dominant in the red zone. And he hasn't been playing much this year. I don't know if he's just struggling, learning the offense. I don't know if he has really the speed that that Kendall Bryles wants, but he's a guy in the red zone who should just be tearing people up. And he's, he's going to get some more minutes, so I'm excited just to watch that. Sam Pittman's back, and which I think is important because he does have a little bit of a hand in the offense, and he does a great job, I think, of telling Kendall Bryles when to kind of slow down a little bit, especially towards like the end of the game. And which this also allows Barry Odom to be fully focused on the defense. He's actually going to be able to call the defense a little bit more this week. Which is that's big, and like who's LSU's quarterback? Like honestly, like at this point, like who 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 cares about LSU at this point? Like I think Arkansas rolls. I think like, it wouldn't surprise me if Arkansas won by won by three or four touchdowns. I think I'd probably take LSU. To be honest. <laughs> okay, why? I think if you had a gun to my, I just think that I think Arkansas really. Really showed some some flaws defensively, um, and I don't care who the quarterback is. I'm sure it's somebody um, pretty good. Like, and I just think they they showed a lot on tape against Florida that um, teams could use against yeah. them. Um, and I think I think LSU's the more talented roster overall. Agreed, um, totally agree. But I, I, I just think Arkansas staff is much better than LSU's. Yeah, it, I just think that I think that. It's gonna be a game where it's it, it's it's a little more hyped up than it needs to be because it's two teams, um, and I think it's LSU, not it's not hyped up. The game's at eleven o'clock in the morning. It's not hyped up. <laughs> well, f- well, for for Arkansas fans, it is, and I just think That's they fair. have. I think they they have a little bit of confidence that they'll win, and I I, I just think LSU will, will be a little more athletic, a little more talented. And, and I don't think they lose, um, but I do think Arkansas doesn't get blown out like they would any other year against LSU. If that means anything to you, C- coming from you, it does. That to me, to me, that means we're going to win by by fourteen. <laughs> That's what that means. <laughs> C- coming funny. from you, yeah. Okay, so, well, that's fair. I don't know. So I you just... kind of see where I'm at. Yeah. So let me ask you this: Does Coach O take the title as biggest fraud in the country if they're bad again next year? I think we have to. I think I think we have to have that conversation right now. Um, I mean, really looking back at that team last year, it's like I could have probably coached that team. Like, like obviously not. But it's kind of like, well, let's see what he does. Let's see what he does now after he has a couple years under his belt and he's doing his own development and getting his own guys in there. We'd have to. We'd have to take, definitely take a hard look. I think even this year. I'm kind of side eyeing that program a little bit, being like, "Whoa, was that a flash in the pla- fa- uh, flash in the pan?" You know? Yeah, yeah, I I know what you mean. 
It's definitely something to look at, like, especially if Arkansas rolls them, which I wouldn't be surprised in the slightest if they do. I think it's that's definitely something we'll have to talk about next week after it happens. Yeah, I, I just think LSU is just a little better, and I think Arkansas is close. Not that close, but close. Yeah, look, I totally agree with you Like that LSU is more talented, but at the same time, I feel like the expectations for LSU were so high this year, and people thought that they'd be much better than what they were. And when you're this far into the season, and it's like, man, like we're not very good. We were supposed to be. There's part of you that's like, meh. Like you know what I mean. Like there's just not as much motivation. Whereas Arkansas is way better than what people thought. There's a lot of momentum going over there, and so because of that, like that matters, you know. And because I, I think that when you look at you know the the Tennessee game, like when you look at recruiting classes and everything, Tennessee is way more talented than Arkansas and the way that they finished last year, they're like, oh, like we should be pretty good this year. And they haven't met their expectation, and so they came out kind of flat, and that's why Arkansas beat them because Arkansas kind of had this momentum going. So I, I think that, that that matters a little bit more, especially like at this point in the season. Yeah, I think that's a fair thing to say. I think that like coming from your perspective, I can totally understand that. Um, you know, I mean – you want Arkansas to be so you want Arkansas to be good so bad though like you you I want, look past the flaws like you you not before, as much as well, most here's the thing not as much as most like but you look past some flaws so here's the thing like whose whose defense is Florida not going to expose like there's a they lot of teams 45 in the country they're Georgia. not going to hang 63 on though that's fair that's very fair but at the same time like they hung up 45 on Georgia. Like, they're going to put up points against whoever they play. And, like, let's be honest. Like, I think, you know, i am very been pretty clear on this. Arkansas just doesn't have the guys yet to compete or to compete with teams like Florida. Like, they just don't. Right? And so, that's, that's the thing. Right? And I think that when you play inspired football, and even though it is LSU, and I do think – I think LSU is going to come out flat, honestly. I think that they're just kind of done with their season – because they just haven't lived up to the hype that they 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 aren't as good as I, as they thought they were gonna be, and I think especially like at this point in the season, it really matters. Like like if this is like week two or three, I'd probably take LSU because like there's still a little bit of hope for them. But at this point in the season, I think they're like you know we're okay. Like we're we're meh. I think that's a I think that's a solid way of looking at it, for sure. So, yeah. So, uh, scores, what, what are you thinking? We'll, we can go back to the Ohio State-Indiana game. I think the final score will be 52-27. to 27. Wow. Okay, I'm going to go Ohio or State. 50, 52-21, sorry. 52-21. I'm going to go Ohio State, 56, Indiana, 38. Just I because I think, that, I think that, you know, it's going to be like 56-31 and then – Indiana's going to score with like three minutes left because everybody's scrubs are on the field. Yeah, no, that's fair. I, I just something something is telling me that the defense is going to show up for Ohio State this week, um, and I think it's going to be hard for Indiana to move the ball consistently. Um, so yeah, I think fifty fifty two twenty one. Man, all right. Um, Wisconsin and Northwestern. I have Wisconsin thirty eight. Northwestern, 24. Wow. I like Wisconsin, 41, Northwestern, 24. Pretty close. Yeah, I I, I like Wisconsin. I, that offense just looks really good. And they, they can actually throw the ball. They don't just turn around and hand it off 40 times a game. <laughs> yeah, I think Northwestern can, can put up some points. I just don't think they are going to be uh, – they're going to match up. Uh, they're gonna not gonna match on the scoreboard, so yeah, I just don't think they have the firepower. I don't either. So let's Oklahoma go. State, Oklahoma. Yeah. You go first on that one. Give me Oklahoma wins. Let's go 45-28. Yeah, I think they score somewhere around forty-five. I think it's probably. It's probably somewhere around like 48 or 45 to like 35. I don't think they just blow them out, but I think it's one of those games where it's like Oklahoma has control of this game the whole time. I just think the score will be a little closer because um, it's Big 12 football and people score. 
Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And then Arkansas LSU, I'll, I'll, I'll let you go first. I haven't really thought about it, but I think LSU probably wins 27 to 27-24, 27-21, something like that. It's close. Okay. Give me Arkansas 63. Shot. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, nah, give me uh give me Arkansas. Let's go 38-24. Arkansas wins. Okay. That's fair. I thought you were going to say like 38 to 17 or something like that. Oh, no, 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 no. Arkansas doesn't, doesn't have the guys on defense. Not yet. Yeah. So. Pac-12 yeah, update. So I, I think that's going to do it. No, never mind. Pac- oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> the what? The, you said you said the Mountain West Conference? <laughs> yeah, basically. Oh, man. You know, BYU, man. <laughs> Are they? Uh, yeah, whatever. So, Who cares? Um, yeah, really. Follow us on Twitter if you want to see more beef because I feel like it, it may be coming. I hope not. I hope not too. I am still gonna gonna publish my takes though. So if you do want to see those, uh, it's at jschmidt underscore four. ZG, I'll let you say yours if you want, and then we can drop the the podcast one that we that we use all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's just Gray Zach twenty two G R A Y Z A C K twenty two, and then. What's our uh, what's our podcast Twitter at OT Takes? Yep, OT Takes. Yep, give so, us a follow there. Yeah. Our personal accounts are way more fun. So just saying, they are because that's actually where we talk about stuff, and we can you can be updated on Zach going to war every day for a PS Five. Gosh, I am. I'm gonna be honest. I've been trying. I've been auto refreshing this entire podcast because nothing's popped up. No, nothing's popped up. They usually do it around like this time. Well, like three, like three o'clock Eastern, and it's almost five. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure they're doing it today. But I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep trying. Um, Danny Mitchell is also on this train with me. Uh, it's been hard. It's been hard to find one of these consoles. So just it pray has. for me. Okay. La- last thing. I did something last night that was so much fun. You played pickup basketball and, and you scored thirty points. I played with T Lang. I didn't just play pickup basketball. I played with T Lang and Cross. Wow! So much fun, dude. So much fun. You know, I, I strained my quad the other day, but when, when I got the text, I was like, I I, I got to play through it. So I was like, let's let's go play. It was so much fun. You were the third scoring option. Well, I played against T uh, Lang and Cross. I I was the number one option. You know, I was I was dropping dimes the whole game, dude. So having a strength quad actually, I think, helped me because I wasn't able to go full speed. So just playing slower, I think, you know, really helped out my game. I need to get uh, I need to get back in and play some pickup basketball. I haven't shot a basketball in forever, but you know, the kid still it's so still much has fun. It. I still got I know you it. do, man. Dude can still dunk. No, I don't think I could dunk right now. To be honest, I think I could. I think I could like get it over the rim and like semi dunk. I don't think I'm yamming anymore. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. Me either. You know, ever since I strained my quad, I just haven't been able to get up there. Are you talking about the net, the bottom of the net, or? <laughs> no, nah, bro. <laughs> I know. I know you remember when I was grabbing the rim my freshman year. No, don't recall. You should, because I, I did it, and you were like, you were like, oh. <laughs> yeah, that probably happened. To be honest, we were pretty athletic yeah, I was, that fall. We, oh, were. Everyone. we were, everyone we were very was. athletic that fall. They are now, dude. They're they're good. So, all right, that's gonna do it. I think we need to wrap it up. We can keep talking about this off off the pod. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. This has been Overtime Takes. Love you guys, except the Red Cup boys. <laughs>